Hello, and welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, associate editor at Talk Film Society. Sarah, it's almost Christmas time. No, it isn't. It is! I still don't feel like it's December. I don't think we're anywhere close to it. It Well, the December time has started, and my bank account is already dwindling in resources. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten the presents yet. This is just... I just got a bunch of different types of balls and ornaments and things. And Oh, you went too hard on ornaments. Those things are like $5 each. I got, okay, so I got, uh, I went to my local Target and I got a set of four glass penguins with little scarves and hats <laughs> on. And it was four wow. of them for $10. And I thought, that's not bad. I can, I can do a $10 for four ornaments. That's not great. But it's not. Ornaments should only be like 50 cents each. They should, especially because they, they look like the frailest thing, and the moment they touch the ground, they evaporate into a fine mist. But <laughs> As they are meant to, Alex. A holiday mist. Only cost me about $40 every time I go to get ornaments, and and then the tree. And I, I mm. like getting like an actual tree. Oh, that that's your downfall. I don't like doing the fake stuff because I just love that Christmas tree smell. And I like, I like. What do you mean a natural tree though? You live in Miami. There's no Christmas trees there. That's not natural. They ship that thing. Yeah, I know they ship it, but it's still like an actual tree. It's got five days. That thing is gonna die before Christmas. You should have waited. No, 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 no. He's gonna last, dude. What? No, I keep, I keep expert care of my Christmas trees. Are you kidding me? How do you care for your Christmas tree? Tell me. Uh, water. Love. Water, love, care. Spirit. I give it a little kiss and I give it a peanut butter jelly sandwich before I leave for work every day. How many moldy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are sitting underneath your tree right now? Um, well, I just got it yesterday, so it's just one. Just the one right now. Just one? Yeah. Molding on up. Yeah. Okay, you have a cat. No, I don't. Not here. <gasps> oh, okay. Because I was going to ask you for cat and tree advice. I've been seeing a lot of posts about cat and trees not getting along that well. So here's 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 the solution. Abandon hope. Oh, okay. Because the, 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 the cat will fight the tree forever. It's caught in an endless struggle. A war that has happened before you and I were here and will continue long after we're gone. Oh, the struggle no. between cat and tree is immortal. Oh. And cat will destroy ornament, maybe two. And if we're especially unlucky, cat will knock down the whole tree trying to climb it in a desperate bid to attack the star at the top. <laughs> so wait, this is this is also what I wanted to ask. So I'm starting from the from the very bottom. With this, like, Christmas tree decorations, all of this. I didn't own any Christmas stuff. Are you in the same situation? Did you have a tree last year? I had a tree last year, and I got a bunch of ornaments. And so, like, this year was, like, get the quirky ornaments, the birds that are more expensive than the actual ornaments for some reason. <laughs> so, so I've already built up a small collection. I'm really confused because growing up, my parents always had the same ornament situation. Mm-hmm. And we'd open like the Christmas box and it would be the same ornaments we remember from last year, but only vaguely. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, it's that ornament. It's the Snoopy ornament. Oh, it's the ornament of golden puzzle pieces that I made when I was like seven. Aww. What happened this year was we bought a tree, uh, a fake tree, because I, I don't do that real, real living thing life. I don't want the corpse of a tree in my house. It's not. It's not. It's dead. That's but that's all plants though, <laughs> like that's that's what all plants. It's a little it's a little sad. It's a Christmas corpse. 
and it's shedding all over the place. And I think if your cat eats it, it dies. I don't really understand it. What? No, I don't know about that. I thought cats couldn't eat, like, the the little leafy things. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Hold on. Are you looking this up in the background? You're like, can cats eat this? I don't... I th- Oh, well, okay. Oh. Oh, fuck me. Jesus. Yeah, it's all bad, huh? Oh, my God. I thought... You made me feel like an idiot, Alex. No, I didn't... You made me feel like a raving conspiracy theory lunatic. (laughs) No, it it is... Fuck, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess they are bad, huh? Tell the cats. I mean, I this is a stupid cat problem, and there are... I, I mean, like, I don't know what the numbers are on this one. I know a lot of the cats are stupid, but... Hmm. This is saying it's a problem if your cat decides to drink the tree water <laughs> and also eat the tree, and it's just like, oh my god. Listeners, if your cat is stupid, don't let it near that dying tree in your living room, please. Yes, because the tree is seeping out poison and vengeance against the the, the horrible, horrible crime that it, you've committed against it. It all goes back to the war, to the cat and tree war, okay? Let's get off of this topic. Let's move on to... A story that I have to tell that goes into the movie we're going to talk about. Oh, yay. I've never seen this film before today, but I did have a movie poster for it. Oh. (laughs) Why did I have a movie poster of Fan 4 Stick 4? I don't know. Uh, Because I worked at the school's movie theater and they were giving out posters and I was like, that's terrible. I need that in my house. I don't, I don't know if you knew that I owned that the whole time we've known each was other. Was it though. in the place that I visited? You, It was in my home, but it was not hanging up because I was too cheap to hang stuff up back then. But I did own it. It was in my possession. And nothing about that poster made me want to go see the movie. It was the, the poster that has the four in the middle of Fantastic. Oh, though. good. So it is on brand. And I guess that kind of goes into, we are watching, we watched Fantastic Four. It's so hard not to say Fanforstic. The 2015 film directed by Trank. Josh Trank. Trank. Josh Trank. Starring Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara, and um, Jamie Bell. I love Jamie Bell. Yeah. They kind of did him dirty in this one, huh? They do him dirty in a lot of movies, to be honest with you. Yeah. Is it his fault? Maybe. I don't know, but it always seems like he's almost going to be in the movie for a significant amount of time, and then they do something to him, they kind of fuck him up, or they kill him. It seems like that's what they do. I like him. I actually have had a massive crush on him since King Kong. Aw. Yeah, he's a good... He's such a good guy in King Kong. He's so endearing. He was very cute in King Kong. I had, like, a... Like, in the theater, I was like, oh, I... I've never felt this way about someone on the screen before. I was like, ah, oh. it's like fanning myself. I think my dad was there. It was awkward. <laughs> but speaking of the poster, though, uh, I did give it away before I moved to Texas. Like, it was one of those things. I was like, hey, I'm leaving Tallahassee. Who wants a Fantastic Four poster? And someone said yes. Yes, I gave it to my friend. I gave it to my friend who had a lot of other bad posters in his apartment. And um, I'm happy that he took it. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's not hanging somewhere and it's like in the garbage but i did give it to someone who cared about it mm-hmm. that's all you can really do with stuff like that i also gave away like the upper half of a female mannequin one time while leaving orlando and moving to tallahassee um yeah hold on wait hold on can we can we pause real quick hold on um nine one one yeah uh no i'm still don't worry i'm still here i'll be right back hold on no i'm good uh 
Yeah. Um, my friend has a mannequin that they gave to a friend. They no longer have a mannequin, so it's okay. They no longer have it, but she <laughs> did have one, and it was just the top half of one, too. I used to keep it, like, around the corner of the living room, too. So, basically, you wouldn't be able to see it when you walked in the front door. You would, like, have to go around the corner. No! <laughs> no! And I lived with three, like, female roommates, and I remember the first night I had done it. Oh, my God. And one came in late, and she screamed and, like fell (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) oh my god and i played it off i think i really played it like no i thought you guys would like this you guys do a lot of crafts i thought maybe somebody would want to use it holy crap because i worked for um a pretty major mall in florida and like one of the stores was giving away mannequins and the girl like gave me a heads up that that was happening so i was like yeah i would like a mannequin thank you and then someone took that some girl i met on reddit took it that's not real life. I don't know what is. So anyway, we're watching... Uh, we, we, we're talking about Fantastic Four today. We're trying to. Oh, my God. <laughs> when did you first see this movie? Today. Oh, see, I had thought you'd seen it before. I haven't seen this movie before. Nobody saw it. I feel like it's like one of the first times we've both not seen it before. At least in a while. This is definitely one of the first ones where like neither of us has seen the movie. And I don't think either of us had any intention of seeing it before this podcast became a thing. Yeah, no, I, I was trying to never see this movie. There's a lot of superhero movies that at a certain point I was like, I think Spider-Man 3 broke me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before that, I would go see any superhero movie that came out, no matter what. And then Spider-Man 3 like ruined my life for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm done, man. Like, I can skip some of these. I don't have to see every single one Mm -hmm. to prove myself. Yeah, you don't owe anybody anything. You can't hate a movie you haven't seen, Sarah. Yes, I can. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. With a passion. Are you kidding me? But as far as this goes, like, with Trank, I mean, he was destroyed for this almost. For this, for Fantastic Four. He hasn't made a film since until, like, right now he's, he's finishing up a film with Tom Hardy. Yeah, which is wild that even that is happening you know with josh trank and fantastic four one got the sense that his career was done for mm-hmm. like and he was shut down in such a huge way like the studios didn't even come out and say anything about this fox didn't say anything his tweets disappeared but this was like pretty unanimous amongst audiences critics and everyone that like okay he's kind of done for he made a movie that for all intents and purposes is bad and how much that is his fault especially after his tweets we don't know but he made a bad movie and he did a really bad play and on social media and that's it the the book was closed on josh trang very often on this podcast we kind of talk about white guys getting second chances on here and how they kind of maybe shouldn't be allowed to just make another big film after having such a flop Mm -hmm. but in this case like I don't know. I feel like Trank was done dirty. And that's mostly has to do with when Stan Lee passed away. Trank said that he had let Stan Lee down. Mm-hmm. So I already felt bad. And then I came into this being like, you know what? I already feel like I want to forgive this film. Like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. It might be like my mindset going into this, but I liked a lot of this movie. It falls apart bad. Real bad. I'm the kind of person that my brain is wired in such a way that I'm excited to even watch a bad superhero movie or superhero movie that I know I'm not going to like. 
because it's still such huge spectacle. To see it fail can often be as entertaining as watching it succeed. So I had a, a modicum of excitement and curiosity about this movie. My main takeaway from it was, shit, this could have been a good TV show. Hmm. I didn't think about that. This does not work well as a movie. The origins of the Fantastic Four, as told in this universe that Fox created, takes so fucking long to get there that you can really derive almost no enjoyment from the last hour of the film. I can easily see this being spaced out over, like, a season of television and, like, actually, like, do something interesting, like, actually explore these characters. And maybe that's just, like, my affection for stories about, like, teenagers teaming up and and battling (laughs) evil and stuff like that. There are things to this approach that could have worked, and I just don't think this was the best medium with which to explore that approach. I don't know. It started off feeling like Super 8, and I kind of liked it. I didn't like Kid Reed. I thought he was kind of a little emotionless douchebag, but... Yeah, it's pretty awful. Both the, neither of the kids worked for me. Oh, I liked Grimm's kid. I thought he was okay. I, I liked little Ben. I would have been okay with little kid Fantastic Four. <laughs> I was literally thinking about it like little Muppets. I was like, yeah, little Fantastic <laughs> Four. That sounds great. I'm cool with that. And then... It jumped to when they're older, and I, I guess they're, like, about to graduate high school, even though Grimm looks like he's, like, 34. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was even okay then. I was even okay between that science fair going up to, like, assembling the team who's working on everything. I thought some of the quips were pretty good. Some were corny, but, like, for the most part, I was still with the movie. I was like, this is not bad so far. It was a little long-lasting up until, like, when they actually go through the portal. It took a while. I wasn't put off by anything. Like, the way it looked was fine. The characters were fine. Kate Mars' hair is atrocious. We will talk about that, I promise. And and then as soon as it turned into, like, a body horror film, I was, like, fucking in, man. I was creeped out. I liked it. It is very horrifying. Like, especially, I think, after watching, like, the Incredibles movies and and seeing like these powers like rendered in a really fun way, which might honestly be the better approach of the two. It is pretty horrifying, like seeing what stretch powers actually kind of look like on a human being and yeah. like what that would do to a person's body. Those effects were not bad. Those all of those effects and from that portion of the movie looked very good and like were scary. And I really want to see. A horror superhero movie. And I remember hearing a lot of comparisons to, like, Cronenberg for this bit of the movie. Wow, and I remember that's thinking, a little bit too much. It, it's a bit much, but I understand, like, if you're gonna... If you even whisper the words body horror, that's what people think. But but just hearing that comparison was like, holy crap, that's... As someone who had no intention of watching the movie back then, like, that was interesting to hear about. Yeah. And it is compelling, uh, even if it doesn't last, even that 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 doesn't really get followed up on in any meaningful way. We just kind of cut to like years later, or months later, or whatever. One year later. One year later, and then they're all okay with it. Tell me, you did not like feel a little crazy when that happened? I was like, what? I literally out loud said, what? So the one year later is when the movie decides, nah, never mind, and then, and then just decides to be just a. a <laughs> a bizarre bullshit superhero movie 
and not e- not even standard bullshit superhero movie. Not even like Suicide Squad bad. Yeah. Like really, really inconceivably dull and stupid and bad. Like I I don't even know. It wanted to be Avengers. It was like, wow, Avengers did good. Let's make this movie into Avengers real quick. Oh my god. Fox and Sony, the two of them, are so obsessed with their franchises. They want to have a cinematic universe so bad that they they will continually fuck themselves over trying to make a cinematic universe. Fox is the closest, though, with those X-Men films that are half bad, half good. <laughs> like, either, either comes out and it's like, oh, this is actually okay, or it's absolute trash. I don't understand how they could fuck up Fantastic Four over and over again, and I really wanted to bring up in the past, I've talked about ways that Fantastic Four could be actually made well. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this past you, and you tell me. You said maybe do like a TV series, like a what do you think, like a mini series or? Yeah, like it could easily be some kind of mini series. I don't think this is ideal Fantastic Four. This is a Marvel one shot version of Fantastic Four that Fox was trying. This is Ultimates, right? It's like supposed to be based off of Ultimates, where they're younger. This is kind of like Ultimates, but it it more it feels so dramatically different even from Ultimates, that it it feels like a Marvel one-shot. It feels like Spider-Man noir levels of, like, out of left field, just a little experiment. It's like a what-if. <laughs> this is a what-if. This is a what-if story for Fantastic Four. So this definitely feels like it could be its own little miniseries exploring that angle. It doesn't feel like it should have ever taken the place as, like, uh, Fox's main tentpole superhero release. This should not have been the main big franchise movie at all. But they've always done that. They've always put all of their eggs into one basket. Same with Sony. But back to this. Uh, what's going on with uh, what's going on with her wigs? Is it a, like a nod to how bad Jessica Alba's blonde hair was in the other Fantastic Four films? Maybe it's like an Easter egg. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's also an Easter egg that like every Doctor Doom has to like apparently like be like a, a douchebag who's in love with Sue Storm and then gets pissed off and becomes Doctor Doom and is like fuck you Susan we could have been a beautiful relationship. That's kind of true to the com- like some of the comics though, right? Like he was always trying to like steal her, like she was like fucking Princess Peach or something. But but of all the things about Doctor Doom, the iconic look the nefarious plots, the 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 fucking character. Yeah. That's what you decide to translate? In this movie that decides to translate nearly nothing about Fantastic Four proper, that's the one thing that we have to stick with, you know? And it's not like there's a development here. And there are things that I enjoy about having Doctor Doom be, like, the fifth-wheel guy in the science club. Mm-hmm. It doesn't manage to, like, even approach a theme or a purpose to it. Like, I like the setup of this movie. I like the idea of these kids all going to, like, Baxter Building University, working on their science project together, trying to better the world and save the world that's been ruined by the previous generation. I'm cool with them having a ton of, like, the Earth is falling, the, you know, Earth is dying kind of shit. But usually when they do that, they, like, show that a little bit more. Like, we don't see anything going on in the outside world. 
We don't see any shittiness going on on Earth. No, we just have to have... Uh, we just have to assume that it's modern day Earth and... and yeah. We don't need the reason for why it's falling apart. Just assume the context. Literally nobody will ever know the reason why anybody's doing anything because it's not visualized. Also, what year is it? Is it supposed to be 2015? 2015, I guess. I guess it's supposed to just be 2015. It was like 2000 and something in the beginning. Um, Wasn't there a, a year at the beginning? Because it was set... It was seven uh, years No, no, later. no. It doesn't start in 2007. The movie starts in 2007. That's like the first title card when uh, they're little baby, little Fantastic Four babies. So, like, that's a little... So, they're young. Yeah, they're, they're, they're teenagers. They're literally teenagers. That's the premise, at least. Wait, what? Oh, I'm so confused by, like, the timing of this film. I have an idea, though. This is my idea. I think we should do another movie. They should make a 19, like, 50s version of this, of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing everything in time periods now. You know, Captain Marvel's going to be 90s. New Wonder Woman is going to be 80s. Let's do Fantastic Four and, like, prime nuclear family time. That seems the most obvious route to take, isn't it? I don't know why that hasn't been done. I don't know why we have to insist on making the Fantastic Four modern. Why not just let them exist in the time period in which they were so known for? Make Sue, you know, really, like, the, uh, the blonde like housewife she's supposed to be like just fucking go for it i mean she can not be exactly like that but she could i want her to look like that i just want her to look how a little bit closer to how she's drawn hey hey wait hold on um in this movie did kate mara say that she was from cosimo and then she does a little hispanic accent no she does i thought it was russian cosimo's in mexico what do you no okay Wait, she, she didn't say? say Cosmo. I watched this with subtitles. I don't know exactly where she said she was from. It's obviously a reference to something, but she then says brackets in Russian accent. I don't. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, can we talk about, uh, <laughs> can we talk about, what's this little dude's name? Whiplash. What's his name? <laughs> Whiplash, man. Miles Whiplash. Teller. Can we talk about Miles oh. Teller? I was thinking of Iron Man 2. <laughs> Oh, Whiplash. No, you said Whiplash. Yeah, Mickey works in this one, and he still looks like a big refrigerator. It's cool. He's got cool... Miles Teller did not bother me too much in this film. I haven't seen too many other ones. Did he bother you when he stretched his face to look like a Latino person? Was he supposed to be Hispanic in that? Because I did not notice that. He just looked weird. (laughs) He looked like he got bit by all the bees that have ever existed. And it's just, <laughs> he just literally scrunched up his face and then had, like, a really weird Spanish voice. That was the most abominable thing I've ever seen in my life. For the most part, like, they, he just was blank. Yeah. I, when I think of Mr. Fantastic, I just think of kind of, like, a douchebag. Maybe it's because I watched Venture Bros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think of, like, someone who's obviously intelligent, but, like, kind of just a, a douchebag about it. He just talks down to everyone around him. And he, it was just nothing. There was just nothing there. He was just like a nice nerd. He's really boring. He is really boring. There's some nice moments of characterization, like him failing to fist bump uh, Johnny Storm because he just doesn't get it because he's a nerd. Like, that. that's cute, and it's some nice characterization. But other than that, he's a blank slate. And this is what bothers me. If you're going to change the setup of the origin of Fantastic Four so that, like, Victor and Richard are colleagues... Why not have them actually interact with one another and, like, build conflicting personalities and conflicting philosophies that could actually clash thematically at the end of the film? 
Why not? Like, I see that they're trying to retool the origins to, to bring everybody closer together in this one aspect. Why didn't we have, like, a Magneto slash Professor X level of, like, debate and, like, contrast? But instead, one of them is bad because he got thrown into the goob of the planet, and then the other one's just, like, a blank slate who's okay, and he can just twist his face into a Hispanic man. <laughs> this is very, uh, Victor Doom was right. <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, no, go for it, Victor Doom. I mean, like, yeah, destroy yeah, the Earth. I don't do care. it, you plastic rat Maybe mummy. Maybe it's because it's a few years later. It's, you know, it's 2018. I, I would like to see the Earth torn apart. Yeah, just eat it. Just eat the Earth. Sounds great, man. Just do it, man. Fuck it. it. I don't care. This plastic so, this plastic rat mummy just wants to, like, crunch up all the matter in the Earth and make his own cool planet. All right. I don't care yeah. anymore. Him just, like, headshotting everybody as he walked by was gross and awesome i like that a lot that's the only other part of the movie i like after the year later yeah it's the only scene after that where like i woke up for a minute and then and then right after it ended i just wanted just i just my eyes glazed over once again and i just didn't care why didn't he just one shot everybody like in the head like he did with all those other people i don't know what are his powers in this movie i don't get him at all his powers make absolutely no sense they don't even try to explain it they're just like yeah he can one-shot some people he can like he can make your blood boil and then you explode in your suit um he can like oh is that what happened okay telekinetically like just like make some shit fall down on you he can also like explode doors he can move rock formations have I gone through? I haven't even gone through all of them. Like, it's insane. He can make his own little force field portals um, to block bullets and things. He can, like, throw that force fieldy shit at you and it just, like, electrocutes you but doesn't kill you. But sometimes it does kill you. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just, like, kind of die. Dr. Doom just kind of does his own thing, you know? But then they beat him and I'm like, how did you beat him with your little, like, extendo punches, you weak-ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was so annoyed. Um, Let's talk about some good things in this movie, though. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan? You're beautiful. I love Michael B. Jordan so much. When he says, when when Miles Teller goes ahead and says, hey, I need help, and then he says, and then Michael B. Jordan looks at him and says, what you need, buddy? I got so happy. Yeah. Why was his arm broken and then it wasn't broken because a lot of time passed in that montage and we don't know about it did it though because why would he then have a conversation about why he's there with sue like that same it felt like that same day but his arm was already healed so maybe it was like a month later and they hadn't talked i think about time it? just passed and you didn't know it because it, we we were we were seated for like a one day montage and ended up being like a one year montage. I don't know how long time passed in the movie. <laughs> this movie has more title cards to explain the the passing of time than like most like three hour epics, and yet I still don't really get how much time has passed for these little kids that are actually forty forty year old adults. Reed Richards, why would you ask someone if they were adopted and then say you wish you were adopted? Yeah, right. That's not usually how the conversation goes. Usually don't even have the conversation. Usually don't even ask. Like, hey, you adopted, huh? That wasn't even, like, characterization. That was just, like, bad writing. I was just like, no, you don't do that. Like, you don't just be like, so you were adopted, right? Like, I've been working with you for a while, and I can tell your dad's black and your white as fuck, so you were adopted, right? Yeah, I was adopted. Man, I wish I was adopted. I was like, oh my god, who wrote that? Did you look at the writers for those? All I saw, I took a brief glint, 
glints isn't a word. It's glints. not a word usually. It is now. Glints. It is now. We create. I want to say glimpse, but a glance. You know, you know how it is. Simon Kinberg is involved with this, mm-hmm. and so is the dude who wrote Death Note, the Netflix original TV series. And the other writer uh, wrote Dark Phoenix, so that's making me feel really good about that project. And also wrote all the other shitty X Men movies, mm-hmm. like Last Stand. This movie, uh, man, I liked half of this movie, and that's more I can than I can say for a lot of the yeah. movies we watch on this podcast. It looked good for like the first half of it, even if it's shot in just boring locations, like big dark gray lab. The cinematography and lighting is on point. And it conveys the the tone and style that they were going for. However valid you find that tone and style to be, your mileage may vary. But c- can I talk about like one thing that's bizarre about the tone of this movie and some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in the beginning with our Muppet Baby Fantastic Four, where yes. Ben Grimm gets his ass beat by his older brother, and his older brother says it's clobbering time right before doing it. <gasps> what? I didn't even. What? I didn't even hear that. And so that little thing is what causes the thing at the end of the film to say it's clobbering time when beating up Doctor Doom. What does that say about his character That's development? That's fucking weird, That's man. Weird. I don't like that at all. Hey, remember when they're like on a plane showing off, you know, their, how the Fantastic Four people, like the subjects are like all scary and stuff. And then like Human Torch just kind of like shows up and like takes down like a model plane. <laughs> What happened? Well, how was that shot? That thing looked that looked like it was made in claymation. I don't know what happened with that. It was so ugly. And then not only that, but like, why did they just take down a plane? Was that why was what? that happening right next to the big plane? What? Whose drone was that? Was that somebody's? Was that an enemy plane? Was that just their plane? Was it a small plane? Was it supposed to be a drone and I wasn't paying attention enough? I think it was supposed to be a drone, but it also looked weird, and I I don't know. I thought it was, like, supposed to be a real plane. I'm so confused by that scene. I should have rewatched it, but I couldn't. I was so lost. I was laughing hysterically. I felt like I was slowly losing my mind. Maybe I have. Maybe. Maybe we all have. It's a weird movie, dude. I love the first half of it, though. I thought it was, like, genuinely good. I was like, wow, this is cool. This body horror. I want a body horror. I just want a horror superhero movie. I don't even want body horror. I just need a horror superhero well, um, movie. There's- New Mutants is never coming out. Don't even begin to bring it up to me. I know you're about <laughs> to say it. I'm already prepared. That movie is never coming out. <sighs> it never will. I'm surprised that Dark Phoenix acts like it's going to come out. Yeah. It's nice of them to at least put out a trailer and pretend like it's a real movie. And then push it back. Well, here's a trailer. Uh, get excited. This is actually going to come out. Totally going to come out. Let's push it back like half a year, though. Mm-hmm. We'll give you guys a photo still later. Yeah. We'll put it on top of it. We'll put it on a fucking magazine cover, but we'll push it back another half a year. Jessica Chastain does not need to be in that movie. Every time they make another X-Men movie, it's a threat on some actor's credibility. They took <laughs> really they took down like, Oscar Isaac with the last one, and that really pissed me off. They tried to take out Oscar Isaac. Oh my god, why did he do that? I I forgot he did that. Yeah, he was in there. Have you seen that? Have you seen Apocalypse? I haven't. And with every haven't with either. every passing day, I get more and more worried that I'm going to end up doing that for this podcast. We are. I mean, it's between that or Last Stand or X Men or Wolverine Origins. It's like one of those three. Oh fuck! And we have to watch The Love Guru. Remember? <sighs> Fuck, I always forget. Oh, no. 
no. Oh. Fantastic Four is a movie. Half of it almost was good. If only it found a, a, a theme and a purpose for being other than just being its own weird tone and style. It just falls apart in its latter half. And its director went to jail for like years <laughs> after that. He so. went to director jail. He's coming back real soon with our best friend, Tom Hardy. For our best friend, Tom Hardy, the Venom. <laughs> Tom Hardy, the Venom. Tom Hardy, the Venom. I think everyone knows that this is a bad film. I think it was a little harsh. People were a little harsher on it than it needed to be, especially since there was so much meddling. I, I feel like people weren't necessarily too harsh. I think the way that Fox positioned this movie set itself up for this level of criticism. Hmm. Again, this should not have been the big temple comic book movie it was advertised as this is a small weird offshoot story that should have just allowed to be its own little thing but then was retooled to be avengers light how do movies get this big and have such bad wigs that i don't know that is a crime that i will never understand it's insane i don't know also kate mara just didn't even try she didn't even try man um ben what's his name again miles teller (laughs) ben yeah yeah Man, (laughs) that name just really sticks to the top of your head, huh? Whiplash was whatever. Uh, Jamie Bell was uh, good for the three minutes that he was in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's a brilliant, beautiful human. Uh, Everybody should go watch Creed 2. That's a good movie. Um, But don't watch this one. He's he's okay in it, but uh, fuck, there's so many other movies that exist out in the world. Uh, And Doctor Doom is a weird plastic rat mummy that nobody (laughs) likes. Do you forgive this movie? Well, I will say that seeing shirtless Miles Teller unstretch his body was one of the most horrific experiences of my life thus far. Yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah. I I forgive it too. I, I don't I don't know I'm not holding anybody any grudges mm-hmm. for this movie. Really. Except maybe the the people at Fox who fucked this shit up continually. And Simon Kinberg and the fucking people that do this shit at Fox every time. And um, even if that period of superhero movie history is coming to an end, that's... Man, we still got more of this shit coming down the pipe. And uh, god damn, that sucks. But everybody else involved in this, they've gone on to do continually good works. So I can't be upset. I only blame Fox for this movie. I can't forget. I'll never forgive them. Sony goes on my good side sometimes. And I'm like, okay, Sony, I love you. I hate you. We'll figure it out. Fox Studios has and always will be until it ends soon. A travesty. <laughs> They've never respected any of the properties that they grabbed onto, and it's always upset me. Mm-hmm. Only when they've like brought on a really strong director and just given that director uh, free reign has it ever been like, okay. They literally can't be responsible for any superhero property. They can't. Don't leave them alone in the room with any of these guys, because they'll <laughs> just fuck it up completely. Protect your superheroes from Fox executives. Marvel stopped making Fantastic Four comics because of how bad this and the others were. Man. That's a bummer. I paid three ninety nine to rent this movie. You know how annoying that is? They didn't offer a, a standard definition of this movie. Oh, man. <laughs> They're like, no, Sarah, you need to watch this in high depth. Watch this in all its glory. Look at that wig in high definition. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's going to be the end of this episode, and I'm just going to start to look at the wall for the rest of the day, thinking about what the love guru is going to be like on my soul. It's going to be good. He's going to do funny voice <laughs> that we all love. Minnie's going to be in it. R.I.P. Justin Timberlake's going to be in it. Oh, Justin. Oh, no. It's going to be a fun time that we're all going to enjoy. Uh, we're going to watch Mike Myers' goofy antics. Uh, but in the meantime, you guys can uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at we forgive you pod uh give us recommendations for movies that are not the love guru that are definitely absolutely not the love guru for us to watch so we don't have to ever do that to ourselves that'd be cool thank you if they don't give us recommendations we will be watching the love guru yeah you you're the only ones that could stop this <laughs> please take that onto yourself and protect us from more movies with brown face it's in your hands and on that note Internal pressure is five 